0: 6.02 in the a.m., Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. Get your feet on the floor. Jumpstart your day. It's cold outside, man. It's feet cold. On the floor, you better
1: have socks on. Bundle up this morning. Bundle up. 14 degrees. <laughs> That's like, that ain't right.
0: It it's is. That's not right. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is um this is it's it's that time of the year, man, when it's absolutely frigid. <laughs> cold for no reason. Yeah. Absolutely cold for no reason.
2: I love
1: it. You know, I know I you do.
2: It. Give me that that chill in my bones. Get everything going. Yeah.
1: Cars are filthy. Oh, Accidents God. everywhere. <laughs>
2: I got out and looked at my car from driving in yesterday, and the entire like side of my car is covered in mud, ice, mixture. Yeah. Just like it's all over the door hand, like it's everywhere on the side of the car.
1: I, all I know is two days ago, I owned a black car. Now it's gray. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
2: it's a different color. This is the first snow we've had in a long time, right? Like serious snow? Everything even serious, yeah. Well, but I'm just saying, like you, where it's you, actually yeah. set because There's some kind of measurable snow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's been a you know, while. We'll
0: be getting the dusting every mm-hmm. now and then. But now, you know, yeah, that was measurable. with kids were justifiably out of school. Yeah. Although when we were growing up, that's not justification. Man, I, was, I don't even think we got two hours late when that. Baltimore City wouldn't. Well, I guess I she said, get
2: your ass up and get to school. But now since the pandemic, it's, it's not the same as having snow days, right? Because uh, I think a lot of schools will—they'll um, do just you can learn at home, right? I don't know, man. How if you got a school of fifteen hundred kids,
0: eight hundred kids, you're giving out a thousand kids, you're giving out all those kids tablets. How do learn at home?
2: Well, maybe. But they don't have to all have I tablets, I right? Well, how you how are they all gonna learn if they don't all have I mean the smaller schools, I can some see Some of the kids will have computers at home, but like I
0: know some won't. So that's why it's hard you can't yeah. you can't have you can't have in a public school I can't see having In a private school it could. A, yeah. Private okay. school, you keep small enough to uh, all of them are given tablet I know at Mount Carmel, all the kids were given tablets. So that's different. But at a public school, it's hard to have distant learning days when everybody
2: doesn't have the same access. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it, it's fair, uh, you know, you, but I, I just remember, uh, you know, back in our, like, I, I hate saying it back in our day, we're all a little bit different. Um, but you know, when Ed was going to school, he's walking uphill both ways. with both ways. Going. Uh, But I, I just think now, nowadays you look at it when we were doing stuff or when weather was bad, it had to be really bad. Like we're hearing wind, it's precautionary now because of some of the accidents we've had. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's the right way to do it. Nobody knows, like, as long mm-hmm. as everyone's safe. but Yeah. yeah.
0: So yesterday, you know, how you I, I'm not even going to wait for shovels. So yesterday I posted this video right here. Mm-hmm. That's Joe Roses Jr. brushing off Chris's truck. Uh-huh. Because the joke was how much trouble or how much I would make out, out of this for driving and not mm-hmm. digging all the snow down. So I posted this when Joe went out. We were kidding around. So some guy named Kevin Tyree says, guess it never crossed your mind to help out. Way to be a great effing neighbor. Yeah. That was his response to this. So it never occurred to this douchebag, <laughs> that this douchebag. Oh, Kevin's a good dude—that we No, he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. And it never occurred to this douche that maybe Joe and I were kidding around and, and staged this. How about ask me? You know, you're a douchebag, Kevin. And I don't care what, Kevin Tyree, I don't care what Jeremy Conn says about you. You are a douche Kevin's on good social douche. media. Good you're an absolute douche. And you don't have a life, and you're a miserable individual. A man of the people. Yeah, okay. He's a man of the people. <laughs> Idiot. Four 583 1057 is the number. Jason in Aberdeen. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's
2: going on, guys? How are you? Doing well. How are you?
0: Good,
2: good. Uh, about what you guys were just talking about. With the snow days, um, the school districts, some of which put in uh, for an exception where they could uh, do three three days of virtual, where they wouldn't have to make those up in the public school systems. Uh, my my wife is an admin in Hartford County. She was telling me about it. So, if they got the exception, they're gonna do they'll do three days of virtual where they won't have to make those up at the end of the year.
0: And this is what this is what what school system.
2: I know Baltimore County did, and Anne Arundel County did, Harford uh, County just did, so... How do they do the virtual? Do
0: they, they have laptops or tablets?
2: Uh, Yeah, they would have, like, MacBooks and things like that. Okay. Uh, they
0: would... Yep, yep. Well, all right. Thanks a lot, man. That answers some question there.
2: Well, I, I agree with you. Like, with some of the schools that are so, like, largest schools in the county or the city, like, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get everybody uh, an yeah. iPad or a computer or something, a laptop to take home? But... Yeah, I, I guess things are different nowadays with uh, just kind of how um, everything's played out, right? Like we're seeing different ways to get things done. We found out we could do a radio show from home, which that was something that we didn't think we could do, you know, consistently. Can't now? Yeah. Well, you can't now because it's impossible. Yeah,
1: technology's it went back decline.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you mean we can work from home? Yeah, you guys can, but you can't. <laughs> like, oh, Fun times.
0: Ugh. Uh, the virtual days, though. See, I, that I, I, that's pretty good if you can give all the kids MacBooks. But see, here's my problem. If you're giving some of the schools MacBooks and some of them not, then now you're opening up Pandora's box right. there. You know what I mean? Are all the schools. We giving a
1: distinct advantage to some people.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Are all the schools in that county issued the same equipment? That would be right. my question. I'm not assuming that they're not. But my question is, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody listening right now who can answer that questions. Are all of them being distributed the same equipment? Because if not, then I got an issue with that, Ed. <laughs> I got an issue with A lot of people
1: that. have an issue with yeah. it because it's legit. You know, you try to keep the playing field even. And now if you're going to call off school and do it virtually and, and kids can't participate, it's not good.
0: 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Lots of college basketball uh, last night to watch. I love I love, Big 12 basketball. I just do, man. It's just Who something about like the Kansas. Big, big 12. Uh, I
2: like Bill Self. Well, the same
0: thing. <laughs> if Bill Self was at... No, not Clemson.
2: But I like Bill Self. Well, I mean, the Big 12, talent-wise, um, I mean, you're looking at teams that maybe you're not thinking of as being these these upper echelon teams. We have Kansas and a handful of other ones. Uh-huh. Baylor that are going to be in that group. Baylor went down uh-huh. last night. Um, but, you know, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, yeah. TCU. These are all tough outs. They're all, like, there's no... E- like, we talk about the SEC in football. That's how I feel like we should talk about the Big 12 right now in basketball. I those, just Those road games are tough. I just got a response from someone.
0: All kids in Hawford County have a laptop given to them at the beginning of the year. Wow. That's good. There we go. Then... That I don't think there should be any snow days. <laughs> if, you, if you give it a laptop, yeah. why are you off? Get up and get to work. Exactly. Get, get up, go to work, go to school. Yeah. Mm. I think we should all be given equipment at home in case it snows. Didn't show them home. <laughs> should <laughs> Tapping the mic, is that on? You guys listening to me? (laughs) We should all be given. We should all be given the equipment to be able to stay at home when it's time to. Not every day. Just on cold days. We don't want to get up, get out of bed.
2: When I'm essential personnel, I walk to my living room. (laughs) Driving this hot mess.
0: (laughs) And Norris does the (laughs) hockey at six thirty. The world is stupid at 625, but on the other side, OBJ reveals exactly why he chose Baltimore over the Jets. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 6.16 in the a.m., Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Joe, circa 1982? Maybe. OBJ, I'm glad we have him. You glad we have him, Jeremy? Yeah. What about you, Ed? Yeah. I'm glad in many ways. Not just productivity, but he seems yeah. to have become that veteran leader that, that he needs to be. Don't yeah, you want Which, is, me? Huh? Sorry. <laughs> Which is extremely important. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. No. Joe says 81. I was off a of year. Circa 81. You. OBJ appeared on the
3: Punchline podcast, and this is what he had to say. I think in my heart, like, I was set to go back to New York and be a Jet. Really? Yeah. Long story short, like, I remember getting a call over the weekend. They were like, hey, this is the Ravens, right? This is our offer. What is it going to take for you to not take that visit? And Ooh, that came like that. They like said, that. If, you, if you do get on that plane, like, just know that the offer is off the table. Ooh. And I was like, can you give me 20 hours to, like, talk to my people because I'm in different time on this is late. I like how the Ravens talk business. I liked it too. You know when God wants you to walk through the door that he has for you, not the door that your heart desires? Ooh, if you going to preach, preach then, now nah. Come on, now. Nah. My heart desired to be in New York again. Oh crap. To, be, to hold hold on. let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry, to be in New York again, to be able to, you know, whether there's marketing money, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Jets and it's, it's kinda like, you know, I even had the number picked out. I'm DMing the punter or whoever it was at the time, like, hey, let me buy that off you. Like, you know, like, I'm I'm in stone. Like, this is where I'm going. And they just kind of slow played the offer or felt disrespect. Like, they just kind of thought that they had it in the bag, that they were the best team, and that it would be a privilege for me to be over there. I, I think it's that quote, like, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated.
0: So the Jets had it like, <laughs> they had it in the bag. Well, I'm glad, I, I, I bet he's glad he chose. Man, you Baltimore mean to tell now. me
2: you could be in Cancun right now? <laughs> <laughs> Damn! By the way, from somebody that talks too much, Marlon Humphrey talks, talks too much. much. <laughs> <Doesn't> he? <laughs> hey, OBJ said, "Let me, let me talk, let me talk, let me let talk, me. preach, <laughs> preach." He didn't let him finish the
0: sentence. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's interesting. He said, "This, hey, this is the Ravens. Uh, what's it going to take for you not take that visit, Ed? And if you know, you know, if you take that visit, our office off the table. That's gangster." It is. That's gangster.
2: Listen, that, that's how you deal though.
0: You're right? not gonna go up there and compare. You either gonna take our offer or not. I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some harsh negotiation. Yeah, exactly. Clear. Exactly. So he had the decision to make. The the part that I loved is like what's it gonna take to to not get you on that plane? Yeah. Like to, so let's avoid that trip, so we don't even have to talk about that. What's it going to take? What well, do I have to do to put you into this car today? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so what it sounds like your dream car.
0: He asked for. He said he goes on to say he asked for twenty hours to talk to his people because he was out west on a different time zone. Um, he did and came back to him and said, "I'm not taking that visit." He, it sounds to me. Well, I don't think it sounds to me. It, it it definitely is in his heart, in his mind. He was a jet. Yeah. And then when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. What?
1: Well, your first cigarette to your last time. Day. Day. Yeah, right. So
2: <laughs> Rough. I, you know, like with, with OBJ, though, too, like you're, you're thinking about a player that's coming in, wondering what he's going to add. I mean, you imagine him going to the Jets team and how that disappointment would have been with all the other stuff they did. Like Aaron Rodgers was one that was complaining about all the people that were there. Like, yeah, we, we just need to get better. We need to get better players. Hey, bud, you brought in all these guys. You convinced them to bring in all these players. Tim Boyle's in the league because of you. You asked them to pick (laughs) him up. They played him two games and said, no, we don't want this anymore. But, you know, with the Odell Beckham stuff, he has made a difference here. It seems like whether it's fair or unfair how we judge these guys, that he's grown up and he's matured. Um, But, yeah, I I think that's kind of a cool story of how everything went down. Sometimes, like when they told the story about how the Ravens ended up with Ed Reed. That wasn't the guy that they had no. pegged at that spot. It was the linebacker that the Raiders took. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then he fell into their lap. So sometimes it is better to be lucky than good. But I think that's good negotiation. Technique. Okay, let me let me get my quarterback
0: quiet the crowd down. Quiet yeah. the crowd down. I think OBJ has matured. I think he's a different guy. But I think a lot of that has to do with his environment. If OBJ had signed with the Jets, Ed, and been a part of that train wreck, Mm-hmm. I think we were seen some signs of the old OBJ. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't think he would have been as quiet as he well, is. Well, Garrett Wilson in got Baltimore. to a thousand yards and said this was the worst year of his life. <laughs> no, I I
0: think I think OBJ has matured. I think his maturity has allowed him to to, adu- to adjust and adapt to his environment. However, if he was up in that environment, I think we'd hear some quotes from him. <laughs> I don't think he's being he would be as quiet as he's been. Trade me,
1: get me out of here. I'm not playing anymore. You heard some. You heard some grumblings up there. Mm. It's still an amazing story. Go you know, from being Super Bowl favorites to
2: yep. <laughs> season's over. Like again, I was at the green. The, the sound at the Green Turtle that night when we were watching the game. As Aaron Rodgers runs out, there's Jets fans there. People are screaming, "Let's go, baby, Jets! Jets!" People are screaming. Was him then- running out of the tunnel? And then that snap, and it was like, hold on. Get up. Get Get up, up. O'Yella. Get up, Aaron. Come on, champ.
0: Yeah, 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 Ricky Ricky, (laughs) Strickland.
2: You can do it. Get your ass up. Have you seen our
0: backups? (laughs) Somewhere in the background, you hear Kanye West, when it all falls down. (laughs) It was over, man. It was absolutely over. One play. Poor bastards. Sorry, Ed. Well, that goes back to I'm show you also the most important position in football. In sports. Back Quarterback. Quarterback. The quarterback. Think about this. If the running back goes down, you still got a chance. If a wide receiver goes down, you still got a chance.
1: If the AC rotation goes down, you can still, can still be competitive. Yep. You saw, still that win.
0: With, you saw that with Texas. Yeah,
1: right. They had two of them go down. <laughs> the Texas yeah, Rangers go down at yeah, some te- point.
0: Texas Rangers had yeah. two top guys in the rotation go down, and they still won the World Series. You just quarterbacks nowadays. Now you can go back to what, Earl Morrill and all these guys. Or I guess you can go Trent Dilfer. Mm-hmm. Still a different era of football. Mm-hmm. Different era of football nowadays. the quarterback? I just don't.
1: Are you winning with a backup? The whole thing now? I don't think so. No. I, uh, Look I mean, who's left. I mean, the quarterbacks who are left are just either elite quarterbacks or quarterbacks who are playing really well we didn't expect, like a C.J. Stroud. Baker Love, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I mean, this guy, you know, Baker Mayfield's a Heisman winner and number one overall pick.
2: I mean, people forget that. Like, Well, they, yeah, they forget about Baker. Baker was a guy that, I mean, he could play. You know, a guy, he could throw it all over the he's field. He's doing it again. Uh-huh.
1: What? Uh, he's
0: throwing. He's, he's doing, doing it throwing. again. Yeah, got,
2: what, mean, what are you talking about? Nothing. The guy with the thing, yeah, they, sometimes he hand the ball off, sometimes he throws it to whichever guy. He catch this, bada boom, bada bing, touchdown. Baker, come back, play of the year. Until Joe Flacco comes back, or oh, this cat comes back from debt. Debt? He comes back from debt? Who? who do you
0: owe? <laughs> I'm talking about DeMar <laughs> Hamlin. He came back from debt. Oh. <laughs> I
1: mean, come on. Who do credit
2: card debt? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> who do you <he> owe? <laughs> oh. World
0: is stupid at 645. More what you just, the shenanigans from Jeremy that you just heard. But on the other side, hey, can we do
1: the hockey? Yeah, we'll do the hockey. About halfway through the season. we will change in the power rankings. Um, for me, a surprise at number one. And I'll talk about some of the powers who uh, are showing some signs of, I don't know, some little weaknesses here that may cost them the Stanley Cup. Doing the hockey up next with Ed Norris on the fan.
0: Ed Norris full slate last night, man. Let's do the hockey.
1: Yeah, well, just the one guy, one game, one game I did watch last night. which the Rangers play the Kraken. I've never seen the Kraken play since the Seattle really? team. Yeah, I've never seen them play. So they had a lot of pressure on the Rangers in the second period. Oh, they were in the Rangers the defensive zone constantly, um, but they, they could not score. could not score. Couldn't score, and the Rangers did. Their offense is still really powerful, saying they're coming away with a victory. But uh, there are some flaws in their in their game right now, and there's been a, a big shakeup in the uh, the power rankings, which is surprising. You I usually see guys stick around for a long time, um, particularly in hockey. But just two quick, quick notes: Jack Eichel had a uh, he's got surgery for a lower body. Injury. I love hockey; they don't tell you what it is. Lower body, so someone below his belly button. He had surgery, and now is week to week for the Golden Knights.
2: They do that across the board in hockey. Is yes,
1: the, yeah. They never. They just upper body or lower body. They don't give specifics, and um, and then Connor Bedard, as you know, he had that the uh, the jaw injury. He's back on the ice practicing. yet on a full cage. You know, he's the uh, the hands down. You know, he looks like he's going to be the unanimous rookie of the year candidate, but he has been sidelined with an injury. And now, but he's back in the ice practicing with the Blackhawks. Like I said, we're in a full cage and a non-contact sweater, which is, you know, it's the same thing as the red jersey for the quarterbacks at practice. So there's that. But as far as the, the uh, race for the cup and now, you know, the all-star game is, is looming at the beginning of February. Um, we've got, let's see here. About halfway through the season. So some teams played 39 games, 43 games. So this 82. So you're right about there. Um, and, you know, it's really starting to take shape about who's who and, and what's what. So I'll go through them. I'll pick a couple out who have been strong all year. Um, but the Golden Knights come in at number 10. And, you know, they were a recent Stanley Cup winner, obviously. And um, they were really powerful in the first half uh, following last year's you know, Stanley Cup win. And now they've shown some cracks here. Recently, the 3-7 in the last 10. Um, they got shut out to, with the class uh, to open the year, 2024. So I don't know if it's fatigue or what, but they're not looking like the Stanley Cup uh, champions. Hurricanes came in at 9. Um, it's a top-tier team, but something's up with the goaltending depth, and they're just now looking great. The Dallas Stars, who've been playing some good hockey, uh-huh. come in at 8, but they were, they were dropped down from 6. Um, but again, it's like, you know, it's a lot to do with goaltending and defense as far as looking at the teams that slipped. Jake Ottinger was out, and then Scott Wedgwood comes in um, in his place. And then, you know, their star defenseman is uh, week to week, but again, a lower body injury. Um so there's that. The Maple Leafs have made it a, a climb. Um, they got tons of offensive talent. Austin Matthews, obviously, you know, everybody knows. Um, but defense and by proxy to goaltending is. Is, is come for under some scrutiny now? Um, you're not going to win averaging rather than you know three goals against the game. It's um, just not you know especially in the postseason. It's just not going to happen. And then our New York Rangers, we dropped from second in the NHL to sixth um, you know, last night. And I think last night was something that underscores some of the problems. You know, New York can score. They got a lot. I mean, everybody, they can score. They put up a lot of goals. But they give up a lot of goals now. And this is a team that has not. I mean, Shesterkin was one of the best goalies in the NHL. And more than that, the defense was very good. I mean, Fox won the Norris Trophy a couple of years ago. But now they're just they're letting people get, you know, hang out in the crease. They're getting clean shots. They're getting a lot of looks. They're getting a lot of shots on goal. <clears> the <throat> um, Rangers have allowed four or more goals in nine games since December 1st. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a That's a whole lot. And um, after about thirty shots against the net stretch. Which again, you're, letting, you're giving people a lot of shots on goal, and it's going to be impossible. You know, like if you don't batten down your problems right now, as you go ahead to the postseason, it's going to be a very short uh, postseason for the Rangers. Panthers is back at five. Matt Kachuk finally is back, I believe. And uh, we'll see. He's obviously, as he goes, that team goes. Florida Panthers come in at five. The Avalanche, another recent power and Stanley Cup winner, um, they hang in at four. They, they were they They're a great team. Nathan McKinnon and company, great team, but inconsistency in net is what's really um, hurting them. Alexander Georgiev had a strong start to the year, but has really kind of, I don't know, he's, I say unraveled, but he's just, he's not looked like himself until he uh, shot out Las Vegas this week, which seemed, you know, his coach called it a perfect performance. So they got to rely on Georgia you have to keep keep on track to to continue their hunt for the cup. The Boston Bruins, who were like came out of the gate like, you know, bat out of hell this season, um, they dropped from one to three. And what they're doing, I, I complained about this last week when they did this. The overtime losses piss me off mm-hmm. because you get points for them. And a lot of overtime losses. Still keep you in contention because it's a point system in the NHL. You get a point for losing a game in overtime, which I just I hate it, and that's, I think it's so It you really know I mean? is. It is, and it's and but to be
0: such a rough, rugged sport. Oh, you get a point for overtime yeah, it's loss, like a participation trophy. Yeah,
1: and and now it's like, you know, they lead the league in overtime losses after leading opponents through two periods. So what does it tell you? They tired. They're fatigued, they get old. I don't know, but they're letting games slip away from them. They lead the league if you They lead after two periods, then they lead the league in overtime losses. with that's that after two periods of, in the lead, and that's that's not good because you know, we talk about we talked about with the Ravens, like finishing games. The Bruins aren't finishing games, they so they basically get a there's point not, for not being able to hold on to leagues. That's exactly what's happening with them. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they're going to blow somebody out, and the next thing you know, they end up losing by you know a point in overtime, and you know, and they still lead the division. And now the top two teams, which surprised me, Vancouver Canucks are number two, and they are surging right now. Um, their coach is up for coach of the year. They look really, really good. But number one is, the, to me, it's the big surprise. Uh, they jump from five to one because they're playing real well, um, but under the radar. They really are. And the difference is the Winnipeg Jets are defensive-minded. They're a real defensive team. And as this, you know, ESPN puts the quote, air, they've been airtight since November, meaning their defense. A league leading 2.00 2. goals against per game and stifling everybody off the rush, which is important. That happened to the Rangers last night off the rush. Um, and if they continue to do this, they're going to have a long run in the playoffs. But I, think, I don't know, the Winnipeg Jets, to me, they snuck up on me. I think they've snuck up on a lot of people mm-hmm. where they've all of a sudden now number one in the NHL, and I did not see that coming at all. And it could be, you know, where they play. Um, you know, when you think Canadian teams, I think it may believe you think of Maple Leafs, the Canadians. Um, you know, maybe the Senators because Ottawa was on this side of the world. But I don't know. Winnipeg, Vancouver. But right now they're the top, uh, top dogs in the NHL. There
0: you go. Thank you very much, Ed. This just did the hockey. The hockey. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. You know, we talked a little bit about the weather and and what happens when you get a little ice and a little snow on the road. A little later, we're going to discuss this. Does Baltimore overreact? To uh, winter weather. We'll talk about that at 730. But on the other side, Jeremy Kahn, take us into the
2: world of stupid. Got some interesting stories for you guys today. So we're going to talk about Indianapolis put something interesting in their airport, which uh, I don't get it, but okay, we'll talk about that. What that is, an Austrian teacher who moonlighted as the online orgasm pope. She was a sex coach fired by a school. We'll tell you her story. And is there something about your body you don't like? Would you pay An unbelievable amount of money to have that fixed and to go through the most excruciating pain they've said ever for a surgery just to fix that one thing. I'll let you know what this guy's issue was and what he got fixed. See if you guys would do the same. That's coming up in a world of stupid. All right, let's start off with this. The Indianapolis, Indiana. God, if I can say Indianapolis Airport in Indiana, for crying out loud. They've done something. So they're trying to promote the NBA All-Star game that they're going to have in the Indy. So they put a full-size basketball court at the airport. Now, a couple of things. I could see my dumbass missing my flight because we're on game point. And by the way, who wants to ride home on a four-hour flight or wherever you're going with with someone that's just been balling out for the past two hours waiting for his flight? Are you serious? A basketball court at your airport? What's the worst? Have you guys had a situation where either you... Or the person you were sitting next to on a flight—it was just unbearable. Yes, I've had somebody with bad breath that was so awful. Luckily, the flight wasn't that long, and they were sleeping with their mouth open. I had a, oh. a
0: guy—I don't know whether he didn't believe in deodorant or skipped a day, but he smelled like he wanted to be alone. And I, you know, but I—it wasn't alone. I was sitting next to him. He was like in the middle seat too, Ugh. and I'm at the
1: window. It was bad. I was going to Germany on business, and I, all of a sudden, there's nobody in the seat next to me. Like, the door's closed. I'm like, yes! That's a long flight. Mm. Giant man comes barreling down the aisle. Plops it next to me. He was big. He was tall. He was probably 6'2", 6'3", and heavy, like well over 300 pounds. And then he decides to start chatting me up in German. Mm. And I, I finally I said, I, I don't speak German. His response was, you look German. You should learn to speak German. I go... Okay. And then throughout the entire, like, eight-hour flight, he's translating everything for me. And they translate for you. They speak German first on Lufthansa, and then they go to English. I'm fine. Is, like, it, is that
2: them showing off a bit? Or? I don't
1: know what it was. Oh. But he was just... And he was so big, he was, like, squishing me into the window. It was it was a long, miserable flight.
2: Do you know the German term for constipation? No. Far from pooping? Uh, oh. Nice.
1: Do you know the two reindeer, Sanders reindeer, that are named after German words? What? Thunder and lightning? Donner and Blitzen.
2: Are you being serious? Or yeah. this, oh, I was waiting for a punchline, man. That sucked. No, I'm not you. Oh. <laughs> you know, Ed always
1: has to go smart.
2: <laughs> Zitto told me a story about him coming back from Vegas where they just they decided not to go to bed. And they went out and drank all night yeah. and getting on a. An early flight. He said he felt so bad for the person sitting next to him because he stunk well, so I told, bad. Told you when I was
1: on Airtran and the, I was only two seats. I was in that business class I had and the guy asked if he could switch and take the window, which was my seat, and there were signed seats. He proceeds to get cockeyed, drunk, and obnoxious. If I walk up to the uh, galley and I told the, the you know flight attendant said, "Hey, that's not me." And that's cause I see them looking at the manifest. I go. I switched with that guy because I had an endorsement. I figured I'm going to be in trouble here. and get kicked off this plane, or i going to pull my endorsement. But that was, he was an ass. That's so many people.
2: Well, how about this? Austrian teacher who moonlighted his online orgasm pope, sex coach fired by her school. Uh, surprise, surprise. A teacher in Austria got an F after talking too much about the big O. An Austrian elementary teacher called herself the orgasm pope, was fi- uh, fired by the school where she worked for over uh, over her side gig as an online sex coach for middle aged adults. Again, this goes back to what we've talked about plenty of times. Her name is Monica Rahel Ring. She's protesting um, her dismissal, but will remain out of a teaching job after the local school school board stood by the firing. Again, she's an elementary school teacher that, like, this is a part of life. Like, sex is a part of life. I'm sorry, you have a happy sex life usually. You're probably going to be happy in life, or at least that's a, a good way of getting closer to it, right? Mm-hmm. So if she's going to help people, you go to marriage counseling. I'm Sure, you talk about sex there. If she's just helping people specifically about sex, what's the difference? What's the deal? Who cares? Is it just that it got out? Is that the? Is that what this is? Yeah, it, it gets out. And then yep. the elementary schools get, like, well, it's they a bad. Have to look do for something. His. I don't know. It just seems silly to me. All right, I wanted to get to this story. Was there anything about your guys' bodies or anything you wanted to change? Look, I'll, I'll be the first one to go with this. My ears were so big as a kid. Mm. I'm glad I finally grew into them. You did? Okay. Uh, <laughs> just making sure you're paying attention over there. Um, I hated As a kid, my face was so skinny and they stuck out. Like, I mean, out, out. Like a Cadillac like, like a with a Taxi car with doors the doors open. open. Yeah. 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 So, this guy, anything for you guys that you wanted to change about? You, well, my you body. Lot. Yeah.
1: What? You're never happy. I was never happy
2: about my body. Anything that you would get surgery for?
1: No.
0: Because no. my no, ears were something that I that we I would talk know. about. No, I'm not I wouldn't surgically
1: That's different. Like, anything. The the ear thing and the nose if you have a really if you have a problem with ears are protruding or your nose is, doesn't fit your face, I get it. Because you don't go through your whole life being self-conscious. But I've seen people do some crazy stuff like trying to make themselves a couple inches taller by like they basically break their legs and they, they put these metal things and they stretch it's like I've never <laughs> Look... It always pissed me off cuz I, you know, people, you play football, you're only 5'9. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Well, let but let
2: me tell you this story. I underwent the world's most painful surgery to be 2 inches taller. Did ah! you do it? That's it. Yep. Guy went and for the record.
1: We didn't discuss this
2: prior. No, that's why it's amazing <laughs> that you're bringing this up. 29-year-old influencer, world's most painful operation to become just 2 inches taller. Wow. He went from five eight to being. They said closer to six foot, but you know anybody that's five ten, they say five ten and a half or five eleven. Yeah, yeah. they try to stretch it. The closer five eleven guys are six, six foot. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like if you're short, you're short, and I get it that uh, some of the short guys they have that you know Napoleon complex. It's, if you taller
1: men do better in life, just statistically yeah. proven. Um, but I never in a million years I've heard about that surgery.
2: He said it's the most painful thing, and it can cost haha, an arm and a leg anywhere from one hundred and seventy five grand. It can range Ooh. from 50K all the way up to 177 Do they
1: describe how they do it? Because I know it's
2: awful. <laughs> um, and here, yeah, they talk about same thing you said. they got to break the bones, reset everything. Yeah, That's um, crazy. It's insane. Just I mean, to be crazy. two inches taller? I no, wouldn't want to do it. No, no, not in a million years. That's your world of stupid.
0: Thank you very much. Jeremy Kahn, 410-583-1057. That's the number. Does Baltimore overreact to winter weather? I already started that conversation on Facebook. Got some good comments on that. But on the other side, we'll do that 7:30. On the other side, Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers calls for in-house changes. Though it's reported Mike Tomlin will return for 2024. Are you all right uh, with upfront? How upfront Harris is about this in public? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the (laughs) Fan.